Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Brodo Summer Heat Wave 32 teams and 32 days only with Brodo Fantasy and BrotoFantasy.com. I am your host, Tim Petrop, here with my brothers. The men on a mission to win you fantasy championships, Michael and Jason. Petropolis. The Panther. Works sixty percent of the time, every time. I feel like pe- I feel like people like our last name is actually Petropolis. We don't usually use it that much. We call ourselves Petrop. We're like Eminem. You can call us Eminem. You can call us Slim Shady. You can call us Mar- Marshall Mathers. We got we got a bunch of names. Um, don't forget, we do this every week. Um, during the regular season, we talk about every single fantasy viable player every single week. It gives you a big advantage over people who are listening to these podcasts that some of these podcasts are great. Like I listen to some fantasy fantasy podcasts. Um, we are inspired by a couple of fantasy podcasts. So, yeah, you listen to those like the kind of mainstream podcasts, but they don't go into guys in depth like we do. They don't go into the random guy who might be a great tight end streamer that week. They just go over the big names and the guys who they think might have big games. But sometimes it's that guy that gets you 14 for your injured player in your wide receiver three slot that actually gets you the win. And that is something that you can get only listening to us. Plus, we give you the other stuff too. Um, Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy for listener leagues. Brodo Fantasy. uh, Oh, and other stuff too. Discord. Extra episodes. Um, we're actually going to record one of the extra episodes right after we're done with this. Um, yes, we are. We are. We already did our. We're doing our fades. We already did our our uh, our favorite guys in each round. We're doing our fades, and then we're doing a mock draft. So if you want more stuff from us, mock draft episodes are always great. Um, check out uh, patreoncom Fantasy. and also brotofantasy.com. We got articles. We got rankings. We got podcasts. We got uh, videos. We got. A ton of stuff over at BrotoFantasy.com yes, for do. you to win your league. Yeah, yeah. League. Um, let's go to the coaching outlook. Matt Rule, the first year head coach, is in the building. He is known in Baylor for his spread offense. He brought in personnel, aka Robbie Anderson, to spread out the field. So you are imagining a Cliff Kingsbury-type, air raid-type, 10, 11 personnel-type offense that you're going to see on the field next year. Joe Brady out there is the offensive coordinator, too. He didn't just make personnel, not just on-field changes. Yes, and his offensive coordinator, same philosophy. So, with that being said, let's get to the quarterback position. (laughs) (laughs) We at Brodo Fantasy uh, are not Teddy Bridgewater fans. Um, we do we think he's a bit overrated. Thank you for giving us a second round pick for him, oh. Saints, as a Jets fan. Oh. Uh, he is the starting quarterback. Look, he was pretty good in New Orleans last year. It's not like he was bad, except he's conservative. So the question is, uh, is the yak ability of guys like DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson? Does that bring does that bring him to the next level, or is he just like no, yeah. no? I do, oh my goodness, the one thing I hate I hate about the world today is that people think Teddy Bridgewater's good. That's the one thing you hate about the world. <laughs> like no, if you could change, if you could go to a time machine and change everything, you would change that Teddy Bridgewater is considered Ted, good. By Teddy Bridgewater would probably be an accountant in Savannah, Georgia. 
<laughs> That's what he'd so, be. Why Savannah, Georgia? I don't know. It's the first thing that popped up in my head. Sounds like a place where he'd live. Anyway. Oh, our first NASCAR in a while. There it is. Nick Lovin. I miss Joey Logano. Um, Discord <laughs> chat said that. Let us let me know when you're recording. I'll uh, I'll drive by with my motorcycle. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, good guy, that Nick. Anyway, Teddy Bridgewater has played 12 or more games in his career twice. His career high in touchdowns is 14. I repeat, 14. He was not good even when he was healthy. And then he goes and has some career-ending injuries, and good for him for working his way back. And now people just think he's going to be good? He even ran a little bit when he was originally on the Vikings. Last year, he didn't run at all. The only thing people are saying when they mention Teddy Bridgewater is that he's going to pass a lot. Well, guess what? First of all, the first argument is their defense sucks. You know what? Defenses surprise us every year. So fuck out of here with that because that's a guess. Will their know. defense probably suck? Yes. Their defense is going to suck, it's man. Probably going to suck. But their defense is <laughs> I mean, surprise people you thought, every year. Like people thought the Jets defense was going to be absolutely atrocious last season ended up being a, and a then very bless solid Austin defense. Starts, not us. I'm saying like fantasy people. Second of all, something everyone is just not even mentioning, Matt Rule sucked. Odora Rules. His first year in Temple and Baylor. Temple, he went 2-10. and 10. Baylor, he went 1-11. and 11. And now he's coming in with a COVID offseason. Welcome to the NFL, rookie coach. Here's your doo-doo-ass quarterback. Try to do something with him. And all of the pieces are, in my opinion, overrated. CMC, you can't say he's overrated. That guy's a stud. But then, DJ Moore is not <laughs> Michael Thomas, no matter how much... You want to say that Michael Thomas was great with Teddy Bridgewater last year. Robbie Anderson couldn't hold on to a football if seven-year-old Tim was trying to take it away from him. And Curtis Samuel is Yo, a fun seven, player. Seven-year-old Tim was a beast in ice-wipey football. Though. There you go. Exactly. I genuinely think you could take the ball from him. <laughs> this guy is a stick who can't hold on to a ball. We, we see it every week. And then Curtis Samuel is a good, fun player who everyone wants to get more touches but you know what? He still hasn't done much in his career. So, yeah, everyone... And Ian Thomas. Please don't get me started with Ian Thomas. Like, everyone wants this these Panthers team to be... Oh, look at the potential. All these guys have so much potential. You know what? They now have a quarterback who's not going to get that potential. And they now have a head coach who literally sucks every time he goes to a new team. And now it's a jump from college to the NFL. Like, volume can't be the only argument for Teddy damn Bridgewater. I th I think we know where Jason stands on Teddy Bridgewater. I think we're familiar with Jason Jason's stance on Teddy Bridgewater. But I agree. This, I'm, I'm basically repeating <laughs> what I said last year with Jacoby Brissett. Like, like, what are people thinking? I have Teddy Bridgewater as my 27th quarterback, and that might be too high. All right. Well, we know how Jason feels about that. Let's talk about a guy who's probably going to get some work, even with Teddy Bridgewater sucking. Even if I, I wanted to say one more thing about Teddy Bridgewater, though, because there was a guy who tweeted that I think it was Emery Hunt of the Athletic tweeted that he's loving that the Panthers brought in Bridgewater to finally have a quarterback there, and I was like, this is a step back for their for 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 the Panthers. Like they're not going to win a championship with Teddy Bridgewater. 
And he's like, I don't I don't believe that. And I was like, what has he ever done to show that? And someone else chimed in. And then he goes, he says, like, oh, fantasy people don't understand or something. And it just pissed me off because it's like, we, you don't have to be a fantasy player or play fantasy to understand the fact that Justin, excuse me, Justin, I don't know why I said Justin, that Teddy Bridgewater just isn't a very good quarterback. Like, he's a game manager, a glorified game manager. That's all he's really ever been. And people say he's always been a winning player. Congratulations, yo. He's a winning player. Like, yo, he won with the Saints last year because the Saints are a great team. It wasn't because he was he put the team on his back. Like, some of the games he didn't even throw for 200 yards. So enough. Enough, Teddy Bridgewater lovers. The Panthers took a step back when they signed him. You'll see in due time. A common theme on this podcast is Michael cutting off transitions to talk about someone who pissed him off on Twitter. Thank you. You will learn that if you will listen more. All right. I don't I don't I don't show anger on Twitter. I show anger on podcasts based on Twitter. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is up next. Look, we all know how good he is. Don't be cute. Don't be that guy. There's a chance that someone might be number one besides Christian McCaffrey. Yes, there is a chance. Is there any better player? with a chance to have number one than Christian McCaffrey. No. His receiving makes him such a th- sure thing because he's the starting running back, and Dude. he's basically a wide receiver to the point where he had 116 catches last season. That ranks 16 all-time at a position. That position is wide receiver. He has the third most catches of any player his first three years in the league, and he's a running back. I just also and want to add this in there real quick. Ridiculous. Take away all his touchdowns last year. He's still the running back one. That's ridiculous. I did not know that. But So how could anyone not choose Wait, him first? All of his receptions? All of his think touchdowns. In PPR leagues, he's still the running back one if you take away his touchdowns. Oh, he has no. the 16th most catches all time. That's absurd. All time in the history of the NFL. And that's his part-time job. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say. Like, you and and people who are like, oh, but it's it's, it's less likelihood that the person repeating, uh, can repeat a number one finish. Like, yeah, is it not? Is it less likely? Yes, it's less likely. But we've seen it before. Todd Gurley repeated as number one in 2017 and 2018. Um, we saw Antonio Brown repeat as number one in a couple of years. We saw Ladanian Tomlinson finish number one a couple of years. So, the precedent is there to do it. No one's going to have more opportunity than CMC. Is there some question marks? Like, how is Matt Rule going to use him? And um, how good is that team going to be in general with Teddy Bridgewater in the center? Yeah, there's some question marks, but don't overthink it. CMC is the most likely player to finish number one. And if you have the number one pick, you want to pick the most likely player to finish number one. Unlike Jason, who got lucky and is a diehard Giants fan who got the number one pick in our our home league, and he's probably going to get CMC. Saquon and Jason's gonna have CMC fall right in his lap at number yeah, two. Mad jealous. Do Damn you, see what I'm see. Wow, yeah, that was bad. Anyways, let's get to the receivers because <laughs> I'm excited here. Hold That's on, it? real quick. You yeah, let me let me say about something McCaffrey? about CMC. <laughs> Just real quick, Saints running backs last year in games Teddy Bridgewater started because he's um, a giant piece of doo-doo paper. Average 22 PPR you points You're doo paper. Because he can't throw the ball more than five yards. So CMC is going to be fine no matter what because he's going to get the ball no matter what in any game script, no matter if the team's good or bad. I wonder how many people here 
our random movie lines that we yell out and know what we're talking about or think we're just nuts? He's throwing doo doo paper. You're throwing doo doo paper. It's from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. If you've never seen I'm, it. I'm sure no one remembers any of those uh, obscure ass lines from obscure movies. One although, look. Although Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Marshall is a banger. It is. Um, it's good stuff. Let's go over to the wide receivers because we all love DJ Moore this season. Um, I think we're all high on DJ Moore. So I'm, I'm, I'm lower than you guys. Yeah. Just because okay, of so Bridgewater, they, obviously. Okay, so me and Michael love DJ Moore. I don't. I don't know how you could say that Bridgewater is not a upgrade I want, Kyle Allen. You could say that I want more. So I do like more. more. I just don't think he has the. I have DJ Moore as my wide receiver eight right now. Let me tell you. Look, as a rookie, DJ Moore put up 788 yards and two touchdowns on 55 receptions. Last year, that was on 82 targets. Last year, he saw 135 targets as a sophomore, 87 receptions. 1,175 yards and four touchdowns. This very impressive sophomore campaign came with Kyle Allen, an undrafted QB who is now backing up Dwayne Haskins under center and Alex Smith nearly the entire season. Now, as you all know, and as you heard about seven or eight minutes ago, we don't like Teddy Bridgewater, but even if he's an average quarterback at best, he is still head over heels better than Kyle Allen is. So, DJ Moore's third-year leap into superstardom is coming. I mean, this dude had an elite college, uh, an, an elite profile coming out of college, has been a stud his first two years in the league, and now he gets titty, Teddy Bridgewater. Look, <laughs> <laughs> he's this guy's a Teddy Bridgewater. What is Jason's like seven years old right now. Teddy yeah, Bridgewater. Come on, that was mad funny. He said Teddy instead of Teddy. <laughs> I don't oh, gotta man. be a child. It's funny. All right, Teddy, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater under center. Jeez, Louise, kid. Look, I know DJ Moore isn't Michael Thomas, like Jason like wanted to say earlier. But when D- when Bridgewater was under center, Michael Thomas averaged roughly thirteen targets, ten receptions, one hundred six yards, and half a touchdown per game. Monstrous numbers. DJ Moore is going to operate in that similar style to Michael Thomas. He's going to be that short to intermediate funnel pass catcher. And DJ Moore is dynamic after the catch. He's better after the catch than Michael Thomas is, which bodes well even more for his yards after catch. Shout out to, uh, go check it out on BrotoFantasy.com, one of the articles that Santiago Casanova wrote up. Oh, excuse me. This was Gianluca Martini wrote up about DJ's got us fallen in love again. Also, how DJ Moore ran similar amount of slants and was successful on a similar amount of times as Michael Thomas with Kyle Allen, as Michael Thomas was with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Brees. Look, I'm just a huge, huge believer in DJ Moore. We got Matt Rule, Joe Brady entering the fold there on the offense. I don't buy that DJ Moore's targets are going to go down. I think he's going to be an absolute funnel. They're going to be a bad team. I know Jason doesn't want to jump to conclusions with their defense, but they're going to be a bad team. I'll tell you at least that much because Teddy Bridgewater is not a good quarterback and their defense sucks. So now we got DJ Moore as the... We got some crazy music. All right, the music's gone, thankfully. That was just ridiculously loud. But yeah, I'm all over DJ Moore in the third and fourth round, man. I think he's going to be a steal. I think he's going to be that guy next season where you're like, do I take DJ Moore at the ninth pick or do I hope he falls at around at the turn and I'm able to get him 15. That's how I feel about DJ Moore this season. So I'm I'm all over him. I think he's going to have a monster year. On the other hand, here we go about Curtis Samuel. The monster man. For some reason, Curtis Samuel is like the Joe Mixon of wide receivers. 
no matter what he does, people love him and are going to draft him for whatever reason. Like he was terrible in true throw value, uh, excuse me, true target value last season. He was terrible in fantasy, but just because he got a decent amount of targets, people think he's good. Look, it's a new offense. We have Teddy Bridgewater on their center. DJ Moore is going to be the alpha guy. Now Robbie Anderson is going to be the deep threat. What is what is Curtis Samuel going to do in that offense? See three to four to maybe five targets a game? No, thank you. And then we have Robbie Anderson. I see Robbie Anderson being drafted in like the eighth or ninth round sometimes. What? Yeah, in in recent drafts I've done, I, Robbie Anderson is just like going up boards, and it's just absolutely mind-boggling to me. Teddy Did Bridgewater. You hear how angry that was that that Yelp. Yeah, what Teddy Bridgewater what? can't throw down field. Like, look, we're Jets fans. We've watched Robbie Anderson play for years. The dude could 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 ball running straight. That's about it. Like, you better hope he outruns the defense. And Teddy Bridgewater just isn't really good. That's not his game. So, like, what? You, Robbie Anderson's probably going to have two or three games this year where he catches a 40-yard touchdown and he's semi-useful. Why are you even drafting him? He's going to be on waiver wires 100% during the season. I'm mind-boggled that people are even drafting Robbie Anderson. I'm not going to lie to you. I agree with you on Robbie Anderson, but I got to say Curtis Samuel is someone we disagree on. I think Curtis Samuel, as I wouldn't draft him. Um, if I had to, because he's going undrafted in a lot of leagues. If you want to take him late as a flyer, you can. I feel like he has an ability to to break out because he's not he was just wasn't used right last year. The only person that ran more nine routes than than Curtis Samuel was DK Metcalf in the entire league. And you're talking about a guy who has Kyle Allen throwing to him. So you're just telling him to go take the ball fifty percent of the time. According to Matt Harmon's reception perception, he's running a nine, a corner, an out, or a comeback. So he's basically going straight and then stopping and going back. Going straight and then keep going straight. Like 50% of the time. So he's not being asked to run around the, the formation. He's not being asked to do what he does best, which is create after the catch. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is someone who can make him, put him in situations to create after the catch. So I do I do see Curtis Samuel as someone who could um, – Sneak up and be pretty good this but year. Dude, real but quick. We agree on Robbie and Wide receivers going after Robbie Anderson, Deshaun Jackson, Brashad Perriman, even his teammate Curtis Samuel, Michael Pittman, Brandon Ayuk. Holy moly. Please don't Holy be that guy moly. who drafts Robbie Anderson. Please don't be that guy. That's all I have to say about that. Michael is very, very adamant about his stance. That I am. All right, so let's go over to tight end. Ian Thomas is next up. Look, Ian Thomas did have that one game where he finished as a, as a tight end one last season, you know, that one game. Yo, that but, was a good game, though. But, look, he did have a guy in front of him that was a, a major player at one point in his career. Ian Thomas is, is one of those guys where everyone's like – because Greg, Greg Olson gets injured. So every time he gets injured, they're like, yo, pick up Ian Thomas. He's going to be great. He does absolutely nothing. And then Greg Olson comes back and, and is not the best, but he's decent. So this is a guy that me, Michael, and Jason, we make fun of people a lot who are just like spark score, uh, you know, metrics. Blah, blah, blah. This is a guy who jumps off the page in terms of spark score, in terms of metrics. So, look, they have a bunch of weapons. He's probably going to be the fifth weapon at best. Uh, but at the same time, Teddy Bridgewater does like throwing to his tight end. Um, 
what do you see out of Ian Thomas this year? Do you think do you think that he can take a step up? Look, the problem I have with Ian Thomas this year is not his ADP. Like he's currently going as the tight end twenty four. Sign me up for that because look, we know he's not he hasn't done great, but look, he's in line for a starting role. He's twenty four years old. It's his third season in the league. The spark score. But he's had he had four drops on thirty one targets last season, and he's never really been there. Like he's never been the go to guy for Carolina, even last season when Olsen got hurt, like you said, he had one tight end one game. He It's not like he took this huge step up and now he's looking like he's going to be a stud. The reason I have a problem with Ian Thomas is that, sure, you could draft him as tight end 24, but I don't see much higher of a ceiling in that offense. Like I said, I think DJ Moore is going to be the guy. McCaffrey, of course, is also going to be the guy. Like I think the offense is going to flow through those two, similar to how the offense flows through Michael Thomas and Kamara in New Orleans, except Teddy Bridgewater is the QB here, and Ian Thomas just isn't like this star. Like I'm just not that big a fan of Ian Thomas, and maybe he'll end as like the tight end 20, and he's going to beat ADP. Like I'm, sh- I would not be shocked. But people are drafting him with the idea that you might end up getting a tight end one, which I just don't see. I don't see that happening. Not as that, Carolina's tight end with Teddy Bridgewater and all the other weapons there. That's a big stretch. Yeah. If you're going but, to but the like, season with that as your, as your thought, then you're going to the season with a wrong thought. Yeah, like I prefer tight ends in this range, Jonu Smith, Jack Doyle, Chris Herndon, Irv Smith. I prefer all those guys to Ian Thomas. So I'm not going to own much of Ian Thomas. Um, One injury away. I don't see anyone really taking a big step up. Like I don't think... Reggie Bonafont is going to be the like the next Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey goes down. You know what I mean? I just I don't see anyone taking a huge step up. This is an air raid offense that spreads the ball around. So even if someone does go down, they'll probably just spread the ball out a little more evenly. Um, I don't really see anyone taking a step up in this offense, mostly because I don't want to own anyone in this offense except DJ Moore and CMC and maybe Curtis Samuel if he's not drafted as my last pick. Like one of those guys that. We, we gave out, like, some uh, tips on how to win your league. For me, I like to take kickers and defenses one round before the, the last rounds because usually the last guy I pick, because everyone picks kickers and defenses in the, in the last rounds, is going to be there in the last round. He's the type of guy that I want to take in the last round. But everyone else, eh, nah. You make a good point. You, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, if he gets injured, maybe they'll be a better team. No, I was. That was a that was a joke. Who's their backup quarterback right now? The the guy from the XFL, PJ Walker. PJ Walker. PJ Walker. I probably, you know what? Maybe PJ Walker might be better. So my answer is PJ Walker. <laughs> I was gonna consider saying PJ Walker. I I'd, I'd likely go Curtis Samuel here. PJ Walker did light the XFL up. I will say he was pretty impressive in the XFL. And he's more mobile than Bridgewater is. People get this idea that Bridgewater is mobile. He's really not. Uh, I wonder what gives him that idea. But yeah, that's the wrong idea. Um. Is that it? That's are we about done? it for Carolina. All right. We are going to finish off the AFC South on our next episode. Until then, Mike, where can they find you? At BrotoFF Mike. Jason? At BrotoFFG. Uh, so. I am at BrotoFF Tim. See what we did there. Also, BrotoFantasy.com for everything Broto. Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy to join excellent listener leagues. To get extra podcasts, 
to join the Discord? Mm-hmm. Look at the what? Giveaways? To have access to us through DMs? Mm-hmm. I unfortunately had to had to shut down some Instagram DMs that we've been getting because I'm like, yo, this is for the patrons, bruh. We can answer you in the public forum or you could go to Patreon, my guy. So my I feel man. bad about that. My but, dude. You know, exclusive. Exclusivity. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. That's Peace right. out, everybody. We love Later. You. Later. Peace.